0: Hi, welcome back to the Bad Timing podcast. I'm Kerrigan and I'm Hunter.
1: Hi, I'm Kyle.
2: And and today today we're joined by Kyle. Hi,
1: I'm Kyle.
2: Since <laughs> you can hear the voice of a 22 year old man, you know that that's not a normal guest. That's Hunter's special friend, Kyle. <laughs> I don't know. Can you just? Say boyfriend. I don't
0: know why you always refuse to say boyfriend. Special friend. Special friend. Today's
1: episode is on casual misogyny.
0: Okay. No introduction. <laughs> Get right Getting it. right into it.
1: What's the deal with that one, huh?
0: Clearly, you've never listened to our podcast, so you don't yeah. know how it we works. We have to have a little have introduction. A little how are you doing today, Kerrigan?
2: I'm really well. And may I just say that if this relationship between the two of you ever goes south, I hope mm-hmm. no one ever listens to this episode again.
1: We can cancel it, yeah. No, we.
2: we'll, we'll leave it there because then Hunter okay. can relish in the fact that We had her boyfriend. My
1: special
0: friend. My special friend. My special friend. Um, I've already been threatened by mom plenty um, that I'm not allowed to break up with him. This is true. It's okay. It's okay. But I am well, Hunter. How are you? I'm good. Why don't you tell the viewers where where you just came from?
2: Oh, yeah, guys. I was up north visiting some family, and now I'm back, and I toured a college, too. So that was super eventful for me, and I had a pretty good time. I went to... Um, a really weird general store. It's called Country Junction, and that was the craziest experience of my life. I won't get too much into it, but if you've never heard of it, look it up, and you'll be in for a wild ride. Um, I also did other fun things. I went to New York City for like the first official time, and that was super duper fun, um, and I saw some family. So that was really fun for me. Nice. I'm um, trying to think of what... We haven't done a podcast
0: episode in a hot minute, so...
2: And um, I really do apologize for that, by the way, but, you know, we've been on, really busy.
1: It's on fire.
2: Oh, Kyle <laughs> just looked it up. Country Junction apparently did burn down at one point, but they've <laughs> oh, only it
1: since. Oh, I thought this is what it looked like. No, That's pretty dope. they
2: did rebuild it.
1: What's special about it? It just looks like a buffet.
2: Um, <laughs> no. No, it
1: looks like a buffet mixed with the Trader Joe's.
2: No. Basically, no. it's like this place, and it, there's like a yellow brick road. It's Wizard of Oz and farm-themed at the same time. And there's taxidermy animals for sale. There's fish. There's dogs.
1: Did you know it's the world's largest general store?
2: I did say that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is news to me.
2: Um, I'm trying to think. Okay,
0: so since the last episode, um, we haven't been doing a lot because Kerrigan's been in school now. I, I was in school. I'm um, no longer in school for a, a little bit. Uh, we're not. We're not gonna talk too much about that. Um, but uh, I just... I- finding herself i'm finding myself i'm been, i've been dealing with some health issues and i wasn't loving the the school i was at um and so i'm i'm transferring to a school a little closer nearby um the school actually kyle goes to uh so that'll be interesting oh
1: yeah well i didn't know that <laughs> Did was you like forget? i didn't know that was like official i thought you were just I thinking mean, about it
0: no yeah i'm I'm transferring i gotta finish up the paperwork
1: okay let's go yeah That's all right cool
2: yep so Cause
1: she got oh sorry you
2: oh no it's okay <laughs> Basically, what I was saying was, as you can see, life has been pretty crazy. So that's why we haven't made a podcast. But it's all good because we're back, and like we always say, the name of our podcast is the name of our reason. Timing. We have mm-hmm. really poor timing, and we never can be consistent. So
0: why don't we have Kyle? Int- why don't you introduce a little bit about yourself? Okay. What are you playing with right now? What I'm that? playing
1: with lem uh lemon bomb bomb lemon bomb. You're so smart. Thank you. Um, also, I was going to say earlier that she got kicked out of school for a murder.
0: I did. My name is Kyle. I appreciate you saying that on the internet, and that's going to live on the internet forever now. So thank you.
1: You are already on multiple lists. Oh my god! It's <laughs> okay. Oh my god. I I'm Kyle. I have a really <laughs> good Twitter. Check it out. Home Run Zero Five Zero Eight. Moe's just uh, just got me sponsored.
0: No, Nope. nope.
1: Okay, they went <laughs> in my DMs. Moe's went. That's not true. Moe's went on my DMs. And they said I had a really good tweet about Moe's. and they put it on their social media, and it got five hundred twenty one likes, by the way, five hundred twenty two if you count my like. Proud mm. of you. Um, and it's probably gone up like exponentially since then. So, nice. um,
0: what do you add to the conversation here, Kyle? What do you bring to the table? What do you? What are your likes? Your dislikes? What? Do, what do we need to? What do the? What do our listeners need to know about you?
1: Ah, uh, God i like video games a lot a little too much it's fine i like music a lot uh, but that one's more socially acceptable to like a lot so i'm not as embarrassed about that one um
2: sorry i was clearing my throat (laughs) (laughs) because
1: you have to specify if it's like rude or if it's intentional
2: yeah, it, it was not rude. It was definitely just because I had something in my throat. I just ate Chipotle, by the way, and so I thought I had a beaten
1: Sponsored by Chipotle, by this the is way. This not sponsored nope. by
2: Chipotle. You have to pick one or the other, Moe's or Chipotle. Well,
1: Moe's, because they like me. <laughs> I'm going to pick the people who like me any day.
2: <laughs> so, as Kyle mentioned earlier, um, we will be talking about a subject that I thought would be kind of interesting. And I don't even know if I made up this term or not. I don't think I did. But um, basically, casual misogyny. And how would you define casual misogyny, Hunter? I think casual misogyny, at
0: least to me, when I hear that term, I think, you know, are kind of like instant, instinct reactions to things in life in a misogynistic way. Yes. You know, like, I- it's it's not stuff like you... Because I, I, I think, and I'm going to speak for room. we're all here, are feminists, yes. um, mm-hmm. I would say. I think that's the things that, you know... When you see something or you hear something, it's that automatic first thought that you don't think about right away. That's kind of your casual misogyny. I think also misogyny in the sense of things that are just kind of said, you know, things that are kind of like the jokes, the little jokes that are made and they're like excused a little bit. It's like, oh, it's just, you know, it's just a joke or, oh, whoever's saying it is, you know, a little too old. or doesn't understand the nuances
2: of social structure and stuff like that. I definitely like to think about it as like casual just misogynistic microaggressions where it's just like does something need to be said maybe maybe not it really does depend on the situation but just maybe not even just learning how to deal with it but making this something that's you know definitely a conversation and you don't need to be embarrassed about you know being upset over it or wondering if that was okay because nine times out of ten it probably wasn't okay for someone to have said yeah I think casual misogyny and
0: I really like that we're talking about misogyny today specifically with Kyle. Hi. Uh hi. I like how, you know I, it sounds weird but I like the the male point of view of misogyny because we've talked a lot about misogyny specifically in men themselves like the toxic culture of men the toxic uh stereotypes and you know needing to live up to a certain masculinity and feeling insecure in that um just in general as a as a man, you know.
1: Yeah. Well actually I was thinking about adding on to what you guys were talking about for misogyny so i feel like a lot of misogyny does like a lot of it is words like you're totally right i think also like small touches right like nothing that's ever like very obvious to people like wow that person like was you know hurt that person or was like really like pushing their boundaries but like it'll just be like casual of like a man in power like putting his arm on like the shoulder of like i don't know like an employee mm-hmm. like you know like mm-hmm. a boss like touching an employee but like only the women employee right yeah. yeah uh one of the biggest things which i don't which is why it's such an interesting topic is that like my sister uh, talked to me about this she, she'd she be like people like guys will always go for the hug with girls but they never hug their homies mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. always go for like the fist mm-hmm. bump or like the handshake as soon as there's a girl they always go for the hug and mm-hmm. like you know, I like and I know that I'm guilty of that too in my past as well. Like it like you don't think about it. You're just like, "Oh, well like women like hugs, so I'm going to hug them." It's like, "Yeah, but for some people like some people feel entitled to that, right?"
2: Yeah.
1: Um and I think that does go into the toxic masculinity aspect of it.
2: I think that there's uh, so many layers to it that I feel like it's only appropriate for us to like break it down. So I think maybe let's all start with maybe an experience we've had with a casual misogyny or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Kyle, why don't you start?
1: Dude, I don't. (laughs) Um, Not
2: to put you on the spot or anything. It doesn't even need to be something that you've personally experienced, maybe something you've seen or something you've heard of.
1: Yeah. uh, I I mean, definitely, like, you know, I've definitely seen some experiences and heard experiences. Kind of similar to what I was saying, where, like, like, you know, like, a teacher or, like, an older person will, like, touch a student, right? Or, like, will say things about that student that's not inherently sexual because, oh, they're just joking and, like, you know, it's, it's out of candor, it's out of respect. But, like, if you are putting yourself... You are already in that position of power. So to just, like, assume that that person is comfortable with it, like, you should not be the one initiating like that kind of behavior, right? Yeah. That should co- if that's ever gonna come from someone, it should come from the person who is did not have that power in that situation. And then obviously if it's really comfortable, then it's your job to educate them and be like, hey, like you're getting too close to me, uh, and I'm only saying that for your own safety. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I've seen that a lot uh at schools, like but but obviously you know then it gets a lot more nuanced because not only is that a school thing but then it goes into like adults, right? And like mm-hmm. interactions between men and women and what i was saying uh earlier is that guys feel like they're owed hugs. Like I, like have you ever heard like where my hug at? Yeah. You yeah.
0: Those kind of guys at school.
1: Yeah, they'll be like where my hug at like they expect it of you and like they think it's a way of like flirting and being cute but like it mostly if the person's not into you then that's just like
0: it's creepy. weird. I think mm-hmm. you know and I'll touch on this a bit later, but <coughs> bless you, bless Thank you. you. First sneezes on the podcast. <laughs> I don't know if we've ever has we ever sneezed on the podcast. No, no. Okay, it's because I'm saying, putting
1: lemon balm in my nose. Maybe hole.
0: stop putting lemon balm. It in smells your
1: nose so hole. good.
0: Okay. Um, I think you know, at least personally, I I grew up a lot with a lot more male friends than female friends, and I would always kind of you know you see that right where like guys always try to be more physical with their female friends than they do, are with their male friends, and I always kind of made it a point to not a certain dominance, I guess yeah, a dominance in the sense to say I'm in control of this situation, I'm not letting you touch me, it's so like, I've had friends go for like a hug and I'll just put my hand out and give them a firm business handshake, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm taking control of the situation here because I know if I was a dude, or if I was not uh, a female, you would not be interacting with me like this
2: um, exactly I would say an experience that I've probably had, um, well, you know, there's, there's a few different ones, unfortunately, that I feel like, I feel like if any of us went into our brains, we could probably name like at least a good handful of situations, oh, yeah, for sure. but ones that are definitely coming up for me is like, you know, when you're in, I mean, high school and middle school, like if you're, if you're a teenage girl and you're in a mood, boys automatically assume it's that time of the month for you and they'll mm-hmm. like make comments like that and stuff and you know, or just assuming that because you're a woman, that you're not going to be able to go lift that heavy thing. And you know, sometimes it's out of like, kindness of other people. But it's just like, it's things like that instinctually that I think we've kind of like trained our brains that women are incapable of having real feelings. Because if a woman's mad, she's not um, mad because she has a reason. It's because she's crazy, or she's psycho, or she's Um, having a mood swing and i just think that in a way we've all trained ourselves to think that way and when you actually break it down it's really messed up
1: yeah you know because i've i've heard this a lot at least i used to hear this a lot when i was younger of like a woman couldn't be president because if she had her period then she'd like nuke everyone right and like you know that's just this um, first of all that's obviously a misogynistic viewpoint Mm -hmm. um as a kid i even said that like as a kid because i was like yeah, I guess I was a misogynist as a kid because I you think grow that it's up in also that like where
2: you grow up, and it's it's like the nature versus nurture. Like if you're born into that, and that's all you know, like you're being taught that that's the right thing to say, then you're gonna. Oh believe that. yeah,
1: I don't blame myself for it because like obviously you can't help your situation. Yeah. You know, but like you know, being a professional misogynist when I was younger, like you know, oh, wow. you you really. <laughs> You know, like I got paid for it and everything. Oh yeah. Um, you know, you really see, like, all of that that happen, right? Like, people just discredit you as a human being for fem- being feminine. Uh, you know, not only as a, a woman, but they discredit men who are also feminine. Um, and it's weird because they'll always bring up like the hormones, like the 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 PMS thing of like, oh well, women can't control their emotions because of you know hormones whatever but as soon as like a man acts like that they're like oh well he's not a man Mm -hmm. you know he's not a man he's just a woman in disguise or like you know or uh you know you see like men who can't control their emotions like Mm -hmm. way worse than than women and it's like like what is your excuse if Mm -hmm. you're if you are to believe that right uh it's obviously just trying to shift the blame
2: exactly um, no i totally agree
0: i think you know Especially for Kerrigan and I, we both, you know, were heavily involved in engineering in middle and high school, and that that situation, you kind of learn really quickly that guys suck. Like, yeah. guys are very rude, and I feel like, honestly, for me, because I've t- I think I've touched on this before on the podcast, maybe a while back, of just you know, having the name Hunter and growing up as a as a female as as a woman it's really hard. And so one of my defense mechanisms was to be that, that tomboy pick me girl. Like, Oh no, I hate women. Like they're so, they're so hard to get along with. Like, I'm so much, I would rather be friends with guys. Like girls are just too much drama. Like that was me for a really long period of time. And I, I remember, and I think that's kind of where my casual misogyny, like instincts started to kick in where Mm. it was like, Oh, like, you know, like instead of, it's like, I, I use the example of like, um, like you would never look at a guy in charge or like in, a, in an upset mood and be like oh he's acting like a bitch like you only ever say that about women and exactly. it's and it's like to me that's one of the worst things I think you could call a woman sincerely um you know I use it jokingly way too much to be fair um but you know I think there's that it's like women can't be in charge women can't be leaders. they're just bossy or stubborn and you know um uh I think one of my things you know definitely un- unlearning in and, and the casual misogyny realm is just you know looking down upon women for the way they do things like um like actually the other day i kind of had a a moment where i was thinking to myself and i kind of had to reflect on my own thoughts because i was driving somewhere and someone cut me off and how in my head i was like who's this who's this lady who doesn't know how to drive and then i pulled up mm. next to next to them and it was a dude and it kind of like and this happens all the time where it's like i try to not think about these things but that's like the instinct reaction because we were taught you know women can't drive women can't be f- women can't be funny that's when a bit, a really big thing oh, for yeah i think me and kerrigan especially as women who like to pursue comedy yeah
2: and to, t- to touch on that too it's kind of it's so ironic because i i love the parallels people find like a way people find a way to draw like parallels between the fact that since women can't be as, um like, physical or as aggressive, that that means that they can't be funny. Or, like, you know, th- th- they'll find a million and one reasons to justify it. And I just think it's funny because some of the most, like, hilarious people that I think of who are, like, well-known comedians, the first few people I typically think of are women. As long as it's not Amy Schumer, it's fine. Yeah, This well, is an I mean, Amy Schumer hate account. <laughs> oh, my God. But, <laughs> no, like, I, I just think that's hilarious because... You know, women women are funny. And if you think that, you probably shouldn't be listening to that part, this podcast because...
0: <laughs> I think yeah. um, something I've noticed a lot, especially in, in comedy, and when you look at comedy as a whole, there's the, you know, the women aren't funny bit, but it's because women tend to not make those edgier, offensive jokes. Like, women can be funny without being offensive most of the time. And for some reason, men specifically like to rely on edgy humor and an offensive humor to it's like if, if your joke's offending someone it's not funny but because women tend to you know be more considerate of people's feelings dare i say it's like they're, yeah. not, they're not funny it's like
1: i think comedy has become a gendered thing oh for uh, sure which is why we're seeing that right like a lot of people you know and a lot of this is just tied to just gender hate right like mm-hmm. there are if you want to look at like the differences in like genders, differences in sexes, like it's it's all kind of pretty much just manufactured. A lot oh, of it, yeah. it is just comes from the idea of like, oh well, you know, this person was raised this way, this person was raised this way, uh, and that makes them who they are. And then it kind you kind of put them in that, you know, oh well, they were born that way. You know, like oh, they're always going to be like women just aren't funny because they're just born to be not funny. I and mean, it's like well. you really look at it, maybe they're not quote unquote funny to you because you're looking at it from the perspective of what man like what male comedy looks like. Mm -hmm. Because like, you know, it it has come from a power thing of women have not had as many opportunities to, you know, really rise up in the ranks of comedy because of misogyny in general and not wanting to hire women. And so if you only see the men at the top, right, the, the the top men comedians are influencing what comedy is going to look like right
0: exactly our
1: comedy nowadays is completely different you know i was gonna say like 2000 years ago like you know many years ago but even like 70 years ago comedy like if you're looked at like a joke book from the 30s it none of it makes any sense like it's so bad <laughs> yeah.
0: I, my favorite thing there's a subreddit called boomer humor and it's like old people comics like the things you'd find on facebook that your grandma would repost it's like you know everything's I hate my wife, I'm gonna kill my wife uh I hate my kids. Yeah. I'm a man well, I don't I even like mean sex, that
1: stuff. like I mean like stuff from like the third oh yeah, or, no it's like... even then
0: it's different I think every every generation yeah. has a different sense of humor um but it's definitely I would like to think that you know the the humor the the comedians that have become more popular, especially with gen Z. I would think, you know, the male comedians that have become popular, I've seen have this trend of being more in touch with their quote unquote feminine side, which means they're just more emotional. Um, first thing comes to mind like Bo Burnham. I, one of my all time favorite comedians, but someone who's not afraid to get emotional, someone who's not afraid to cry on camera. And, you know, he's, he's made problematic jokes in the past, um. He's, apolog- you know, apologized for it, but his, the way he approaches humor isn't, I'm going to make offensive jokes because they're offensive, and that's the only reason you should laugh. It's, I'm going to make offensive jokes, so if you're laughing, you should be re- you're fle- reflecting on yourself, and I'm also going to talk about emotions, and, you know, I think mental health is definitely something people are touching on a lot more, and it's, it's seen as feminine, which is, to me, complete BS. Yeah. It's like, everyone has emotions. <laughs> Um, shifting gears a little bit oh, here. are
1: you shifting gears? Did you want to
0: say Did something? Did you want to say something? Yeah, I wanted to
1: keep adding uh, on to that. Yeah, what are
0: you going to
1: say? Um, I was going to say, like, if you look at, right, a perfect example, John Mulaney, right, he is very, he's known for having feminine comedy, right? And he's very funny. And you'd say, oh, well, you know, it, maybe that's because uh, we're shying away from that uh, idea of, of male c- comedy. But I still think that the only reason a lot of people are really into John Mulaney's because he is a man being feminine, right? If a woman was saying those exact jokes, people would not find it as funny, which is what's fucked up about it, Yeah. right? Like, they're like, you know... And, like, obviously, that's just my, uh, like, perspective of it, but I really think it's only funny to a lot of people. And he's funny. He's really funny. But I think he got so popular because it's like, oh, my God, look at that feminine man, right? Like... That's a man, but that's not a man. It's like if that were a feminine woman, it'd be like, oh, like typical woman, you know, whatever. Like, and, and you know, you look at lo- like a lot of male comedians suck. A lot of <laughs> yeah. men comedians think they're so good and I... they go on America's Got Talent <laughs> and they're the worst thing you ever heard because they don't know how to tell a joke. They don't understand comedy. They can they just think they can get away with it because some of their friends hype them up because they're not funny. And they're like, but honestly, basically, because they're like, I'm a man and I can get away with it. Yeah. Uh, and...
2: Um, yeah, I totally agree. Well, back to what I was saying about <laughs> shipping years, just because Sorry. I know we could go on about this all day. Um, oh, yeah. Did you forget? So I almost <laughs> forgot. But, um, so a lot of the arguments with, um, like casual misogyny, which I kind of mentioned at the beginning was that a lot, some people may think, okay, well, there's a time and a place to call people out for casual misogyny and, you know, that you need to pick and choose your battles. And what's what are your opinions on that? I personally,
0: so in my experience and my own personal life, I have a really hard time with that. I have a really hard time calling people out when I know I should, mm-hmm. um, especially if it's like family members or just like close friends. Like if someone close to me or in my relative circle is going to make, like, a misogynistic... Or this even was, like, sexist, racist, homophobic, all of the above. Like, anything in that in that realm, um, I sometimes just don't call them out because it's the fear of, like, you know... I think for me, it's also a fear of backing myself up and defending myself. If I say... If I call someone out, and am like, hey, what you're saying is not really great. Like, I've been trying to do it more. Um, I was talking... I think someone had made a comment to me about... Um, uh actually it was about dating kyle it was like um so like are you dating like are you straight now because you're dating kyle or like what's going on there? like oh like don't you want to date a woman Mm -hmm. like i thought you were gay it's like like making biphobic comments and it was one of the few times i've actually sat down and been like hey that's extremely biphobic like you are being really like insensitive and you know maybe you need to educate need to get educated on this but i i also i just struggle a lot with like people especially my my immediate family and immediate circle when they make comments that i don't necessarily like calling them out for it right away like that i think it's something we should do i think if you have a problem with someone
2: call them out Yeah. yeah i think that um the reason why i brought this up is because i think that it's Definitely, it's not a black and white answer, and I think some people like to think that it is. Like, some people mm-hmm. are like, there's never a reason to call people out, like, let people live their lives, and then other people are the complete other side of the spectrum. And I have to say, I do think it's something that's much easier said than done. Oh, I yeah. think that it's much easier to kind of sit in an ivory tower and be like, oh, well, you can you can just tell people that, you know, that was not cool and that was misogynistic. And, like, yeah, in a perfect world i i would be able to and i think that um for myself i'm definitely learning to um much more but i also think that i have to agree that in some things there is just a time and a place for it and i think that
1: wait a time and a place for misogyny
2: no 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 No. (laughs) a time and a place for calling people out and uh, i and i think that now that we progress more that that's becoming a much like larger time if that makes any sense but i think that there's some people and this this isn't me being just like pessimistic but i think there's some people in the world who just won't change in some respects and there's Mm -hmm. just there's no point in um making a whole scene of it and if it's your family i think that there's a very loving and um like an educational way to bring it up but I also think that sometimes if it's like a distant family member you don't see much and they maybe make a comment I'm not saying don't say things but I'm also saying that it's understandable to not want to maybe um call them out in like a harsh way or even call them out at all if you just don't think that you're going to get a point across or you think things are going to get ugly mm-hmm. and you know so I I don't know I think that it's it's definitely a double-edged sword but I I hope that we'll live in a world where in you know ten years or whenever if I ever have children that I'll be able to be like hey you don't let people walk all over you you, you yeah. call them out when they say things. I find it funny
0: that you, I don't know. I'm a very black and white thinker, um, and so for me, you know, I understand what you're saying with the gray area of like there's a time and a place. But for me, like in my head, because it's so black and white to me, it's like you either do it or you don't. And then mm-hmm. for me, I end up not doing it because it's like <clears throat> bless you for that sneeze.
1: It was a cough. <laughs> But it was it was not on purpose.
0: Mm-hmm. Interrupting me. It's fine. I get it. on My own <laughs> podcast. Ah, bring you on as a, as a... as a Not a guest. I was trying to say host guest. and guest. Yeah, a, a guest. Hest. Hest is the word. A hest. Mm. A ghost. You're a ghost. Yes. Um, I think, for me, I have to not have that black and white thinking. And that's kind of what's difficult. Because um, mm. I want to call people out. And something I've noticed a lot, because it's hard to call people out... Um, I, you know, sometimes I'll have people that will make, like, misogynistic jokes or just jokes that are very offensive. And instead of calling them out and being like, hey, I do not like that, i just be like, I don't get it. What? Can you
2: explain it? Like, yeah. and then they can't explain it. It's like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, exactly. Reflect on yourself. I think that a really good way to start with that... Sorry, Wait. Kyle, I accidentally cut you off. Let me no, just finish like, this thought really quick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that a good place to start, too, is people that you feel like you're not super intimidated by. Mm. So, like, for me, that would be boys my age if they were maybe to say something. Mm-hmm. I would be like, hey, don't say that. Don't Let's not make comments like that. And maybe even explain why. You don't even always have to be rude about it because I don't necessarily think that getting aggressive is always the right answer. But maybe just I being do. like, "Hey, that's not cool," doing. and this is why because that actually hurts my feelings when you just say, "Because I'm a woman, I can't do things." You know.
1: Honestly, I think we as a society do not know how to handle criticism in a casual way yes. at all, and it's we we see the ramifications of that. You know, like it's a very anxiety inducing thing. I don't I don't know if other people can agree. It's very anxiety-inducing to, like, call people out on stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: like, really, like, shitty behaviors because you don't want to be the bad person. You don't want to hurt them, even though, like, that's completely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I've seen that a lot in, in many, many areas where, like, like, the biggest thing, which is still something that I'm really trying to, like, stop people from doing is when they're, like, that's so gay right mm-hmm. and they they get very really mm-hmm. derogatory about it it's like you can use negative words there are negative words that describe yeah. your situation you don't need to literally uh basically bring down an entire sexuality or you know just bring down people in general uh because they don't think about it they're like oh okay well, isn't like the bad word and it's like yeah but you realize that's the same word that describes like a huge part of how people live, right? No,
0: exactly. Yeah. That's using someone's identity mm-hmm. and,
1: and...
2: And I think that it's really, like, a cool thing is because, I mean, not that it was cool, but, like, I I know that in, like, middle school, probably, like, 2015, 2016, you would, you would say, oh, that's gay, and, like, that was just something people said. And yeah. I, I remember, I would even say, I didn't think twice about it, and then Same. as I got older and I would learn, I'd be like, oh, wait, that's offensive. And I know people who are gay. I mean, I think everyone know someone who is a part of the LGBT... I thought you were
1: going to say everyone's gay. (laughs) Everyone
2: is gay. No, but, like, I think that when you sit and you realize, and not even just, like, you don't need to even have, like, an extreme epiphany about it, but just realize, hey, that's offensive, and if someone maybe said that about me and I was, like, a marginalized group who was just being made fun of, um, because, you know, gay is bad, apparently, then you don't... When you think about it, it's not right, if that makes any sense. And it's just... um, But it is the beautiful thing about kind of being able to call yourself out in a way. You're like, hey, that's not cool that I said that. I think... um...
0: You look like you're going to say something. I am. You're going to say something? Yeah, okay. I want to add on to that. I just... We have a habit of interrupting each other on this podcast. I don't want to so. do that. You can interrupt if you want to interrupt. Karen no. and I just interrupt I, each other okay. constantly. Okay,
1: maybe, maybe on another episode, but maybe not on the episode about massages. <laughs> where the you're man right. interrupts two London. You're, you're right. I'm trying very hard I'm proud to, of you. <laughs> to not interrupt.
2: You are a grade A feminist. Yes. you know. And also, may I just say that... I well, now you're interrupting kyle but oh sorry <laughs> no you <laughs> sorry, figured kyle. that the as power a- balance is not in
1: my favor it's not in your favor <laughs> um
2: but just quickly as a as a person who is also a feminist but it's fun to generalize men i think that a lot of people like to do it and it's very easy to but i will be honest that there's there's a lot of awful men who are misogynists and you know who just make the world a worse place but um there's also a lot of really cool guys like Kyle and just, you know, stand-up dudes. Right. So, I mean, as much as we like to say we hate all men, I I don't I mean that. There's that. there's a lot of really good men in the world as well and yeah. you know. Well, the um,
1: thing about that is that like when when you when you listen to the idea of like hating men, right? Men often are are seen as a culture rather than just like people, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So, and like you could say that about pretty much anything, but like yeah. I see I hate men all the time. And, like, I agree with it in, in the sense of, like, yeah, I've been bullied by mostly men. I've been, you know, traumatized and hurt by people that are men and by that culture specifically. I think that culture of, of toxic masculinity is very prevalent in, in a lot of... In probably everyone's life at some point. You, know, you have you experiences with it. And, you know, it's, it's hard to, like... Take away from that, and then look at like just men, just as people, instead of like men as a culture, because it is such a big thing that you see literally everywhere.
0: Yeah, I think you know. I, again, for me, because I, I I'm a black and white thinker, I went from the, oh my god, I'm only friends with guys, like I I hate women, there's so there's so much drama, I hate females, oh my god, females, <sighs> to the I that, hate men. That's I'm a casual.
1: That's casual misogyny, by the way. That is casual misogyny. It's just <laughs> women females. W- females. Women
0: can be a part of casual misogyny oh, yeah. 100%. But I think I definitely did the flip-flop from the I hate all men or I, I'm only friends with men to the absolutely all men are stupid. Every man deserves to, you know, not be alive. Like, I did that flip-flop. And I, I think that was... Uh, understanding feminine, not feminine, feminism is understanding that it's not women above men. It's everyone is equal and that being a feminine person having feminine traits is not a bad thing and yeah. i think you know that's one thing because i i was talking to someone and it was like i don't remember what i was saying but it's like there are so many things that i would love to do and love to engage in that i am just scared of being made fun of because it's feminine even though i'm a woman it's like like um to be fair, the idea of being like a housewife or like being like a homemaker, like that sounds really fun, but the idea that I have to rely on a man, mm-hmm. I my only my only worth is to bear children and and cook and clean, like that's that's complete BS. Like what if I just want to be a housewife to my wife? Like what if I just want to be a working housewife that just likes, you know, HGTV and Food Network. Like mm-hmm. let me let me have my moment. Um I think it's just, there's so many things, and especially with guys. Um, I, I, I can't really talk for men. So, I mean, I'm kind of like, I'll talk for men. You can talk for men. But I think, you know, men shy away from so many things. I I, I saw um, over the weekend Taylor Tomlinson came on tour. And so she's a stand up comedian. And she did, she talked a lot about her mental health and like getting help and, you know, just existing as a woman. And one of the parts, she did this a few times throughout where she'd be like, um, one thing, she'd be like, um i'm going to therapy now shout out to those who go to therapy and then the audience would cheer and she'd be like yep mostly women uh because the only people that were cheering and open about this were the women like it's so stigmatized mental health is so stigmatized against men like i have met so many guys who are like i can't go to therapy i don't need that like that's not going to do anything for me like it's not going to work or like that won't take won't take any medication won't admit that they have any issues won't Um, admit that they might have, you know, like trauma or any kind of mental health issues. It's like, it's so stigmatized that showing emotions is is feminine and bad. And I think, you know, it all roots, it it all roots in the idea that feminine things equal bad in society.
1: Yeah. And I think that kind of, I want to go back to the criticism thing a bit, because that ties into it, Mm -hmm. of the idea that like people can't take criticism, right? Or so like, you know, you look at these gender roles, you look at women have emotions Men play football
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> only, exactly football,
1: right. So, if you think about that, I'm gonna say it like this <laughs> if you think about that, um, <clears throat> it's hard to like talk to a man and be like, Hey, you need to work on your emotions without receiving like harsh backlash, right? And you know, and, and you could say probably the same thing for like talking to a woman about like, Hey, you need to be more masculine, but like, that's a whole different thing. so. Mm-hmm. But my my point is that like you look at criticism, right? Where does that come from? Well, most of it's in like the workplace, right? So it's seen as a professional thing, right? Like you get graded on tests, you get negatively uh, critiqued by bosses. It's like a, it's a fight or flight thing because your performance on tests, on work is all related back to your income. It's related back to your success in life. So people get so scared about being criticized and just along with their, their personal character that if you try to say, Hey, you know, don't say gay in front of people or like, Hey, maybe you should go to therapy or whatever. People take it so personally. And, and, you know, and I only got better in in terms of like caring about people and like helping the world because my sister was calling me out and I was mad at her and I took it personally, but because she's family, Mm -hmm. I, you know, like, I'm not going to just, like, say, no, like, forget you. Yeah. I was like, well, you're my sister, so I have to... I don't have to listen to you, but I'm still with you. Mm -hmm. And over time, I realized, oh, yeah, maybe saying bad things that hurt people is not a good thing that I should value. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I should actually care about the people that are around me. And if you don't have that power balance, right, if you get bullied all the time and you feel isolated from your gender as is... It's a lot easier to be very self-reflective and, and be a more empathetic person. If you are stuck in a clique of the same people your whole life and they act a certain way and you follow that, you will never want to have to change and see the other perspective
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, try to be a better person. No, yeah,
2: totally um do you have anything you want to add before we well kind of i was gonna conversation? start mm. segueing into yeah. i think that we should all um leave our parting thoughts on maybe advice that we would have for dealing with casual misogyny or just misogyny in general and then you know maybe like a like a last um little thought like a little pretty ribbon on our present <laughs> that we're <laughs> giving in the form of a podcast and yeah. kyle since you're on such a good role do you have anything that you would like to end with and your part
1: You know, just stand up for yourself and other people when you think it's important to, you know, like if if there's something that you think is worth fighting for, you know, just it's okay to to put yourself out there. You know, even if people are going to hurt you and be mean to you, don't shy away from that because you know that you're right Mm -hmm. and they know you're right, which is why they're trying to hurt you. Yeah. And if you do the right thing and you don't push away your emotions or others you will feel so much more secure about yourself and the relationships around you.
0: Yeah, uh, kind of going off that, I think it's really important to have role models in your life that you can look up to. Um, so especially in such a connected internet age, you know, get involved. Um, find groups of people or, you know, you know, social media presences that you can look up to. Don't idolize. I think idolization is not a great thing, but you know, get involved in activism, get involved, if you see something, you know, not great, I'm not saying live on the internet, because I think, you know, it's important to address things on the internet, and then things, you know, in the real world, but, like, stand up for those around you, kind of like what Kyle was saying, like, stand up for yourself, and stand up for those around you, and, and educate yourself on, you know, like, if you feel like that something's wrong, if you feel like you're being discriminated against, if you feel like something is offensive to you, or if you feel like, you know, any, any one of those things, like, Look into it, research, understand what it is that you know. What what's at the core of this? Because I think for me personally, when it comes to arguing and having conversations about you know misogyny and anything that can be deemed offensive, it's it's always kind of hard to back it up. So it's like if you have that core understanding of why, I feel like you you
2: you'll you'll do a lot better and in, in in life overall. <laughs> yes, um, I think that my final little thought would be well a few things one um definitely don't be too harsh on yourself don't judge yourself don't you know get super down on yourself for feeling like you haven't been doing enough don't think that you haven't said enough thing you haven't had enough witty um comebacks to just misogynistic com um comments because at the end of the day you also need to be kind to yourself and understand that it's a process and this isn't something that's just gonna happen overnight mm. and you're not gonna be a um feminist icon overnight. It it you know, it's not Unless you're Mary Kerrigan, or Kyle.
1: Yeah, it yes. takes a full podcast. <laughs> um
2: also I would say that, you know, as in regards to like comments or things, just learning to be um learning to be assertive in a way that is not maybe like the i guess the male ideal of assertive um not to say that women can't be assertive in the same way as men but you know like assertive in a nice way assertive in a way that gets things done um i want to stop you just for a second because i don't
0: i don't love the wording assertive in a nice way i think you mean assertive in a way that's respectful of those around you oh yes Uh, i think respect is because you don't have to be nice
2: as long as you're respectful, you don't have to be nice. Because women are pigeonholed
1: to... into being nice yes, all the yes, time. Yes,
2: exactly. That's what I was trying to say. But um, like understanding this is a comment that I think I think Elizabeth Olsen said, but her sisters mary Kitt and Ashley, you of know course, how I feel about icons. them, y'all. Um You know Mary Kate Nashley. No, I, I don't I don't know how
1: she feels about though. Everyone, everyone
2: loves Mary Kate Nashley. Everyone Ashley. knows how I feel about Mary Kate Nashley if they listen to the podcast. But um oh, okay. she was saying once how her sisters were telling her that no is a sentence. And I for mm-hmm. some reason that's really powerful and that's just stuck with me. And just remember that. Let that be sort of a mantra in a way to maybe not guide you, but remember that it's okay to say no. It's okay to um be, bossy that doesn't I mean be a boss that doesn't mean that you're bossy Girl bossing. It's, yeah it doesn't mean be that you a, you're a f- girl boss yeah. yes yeah. And it, doesn't, it doesn't matter your gender everyone mm-hmm. can be a girl boss you're not bitchy you're not bratty for it you're being yourself and being assertive doesn't mean kind of like what Hunter said being assertive doesn't mean that you're rude it means that you're doing what men do and they're okay with it you mm-hmm. know so yeah awesome. I, I really yeah. enjoyed this
0: conversation I um, had a really
2: good time let us
0: know yeah. if you want us to keep Kyle on because I'd like to see how this goes over.
1: Text 1-800-VOTE to see me <laughs> on the do next that. episode Don't of do that. American Idol. I feel like
0: you added a lot to this conversation. And yes. I like having multiple people instead of me and Karen just ripping off each other. If you guys want
2: Kyle to come back, let us know. Um, you guys can contact and follow us. Um, we're on Instagram at Bad Timing Podcast and on Twitter at Bad Timing Pod. I'm thinking if we make Kyle a permanent part of this, I might
0: just let him run the Twitter
1: you probably shouldn't I feel
0: like that might be a little dangerous you might get confused on which account you're tweeting
1: well you know folks (laughs) I think follow my twitter at home run zero five zero eight.
0: That's the second time you've plugged your Twitter. <laughs> um,
2: um, this at has the beginning been, and the
1: end. Yeah, good job. So they remember. Good job.
2: This has been super fun. If you guys want to hear a continuation of this conversation, we I feel like we definitely all have more to yeah. share. And any other suggestions let for a know. podcast episode you have,
0: let, us, let us, know. us know. DM
2: us, email us. You can yeah. find all that in our link tree in our Instagram bio.
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be more active. I think yes. we're gonna make an effort to do that now because uh, someone at Kerrigan's trying to get into college and I think this would look really good on our resume. Mm, as she says.
1: Well, we, we love should you all. We end on 43,
0: 43. Okay. You have a weird thing with time. We love you okay.
2: all. Bye. <laughs>